everyone, and hello. Today, we have a bonus episode for all of you. You pretty much can't miss all of the content in media regarding transitioning back to an on-site office setting or a hybrid model or even continuing remote work for your entire organization. Our very own Debbie Lumberg is going to offer her expertise. Barb Zant here, media sales leader, founder of the lifestyle blog and brand, The Stay at Work Mom. Debbie, hello. So happy to have you on and get your expert on this very timely topic. In fact, you just had your one-year anniversary of the book that you wrote, Remote Work Rockstar, right here. Hope everyone has a copy. If you don't, we will provide a link for you to purchase a copy. Congratulations. So many of us are transitioning back to an on-site office setting. What is your first piece of advice you would give a company considering this? Thanks, Barb. Happy to have this Business of Life Masterclass podcast special edition about what everything that people are calling it. I'm calling it moving forward. And the first, the first aspect is to think it through and to have a strategy and a plan And sometimes people say we don't have quote unquote time and we have nothing but time to invest in our people, our energy, the productivity that we're going to have or not have based on a change in our environment. So there are different aspects. You could remain remote, you could remain hybrid, or you could remain fully distanced. Now, what does that mean? Remote work means some people are in an office and some people are not, or they are in different areas of offices or office space. So there could be remote sites. Hybrid means some people are in the office very regularly and some people are permanently out. And so that have this hybrid where, so you might think, well, isn't that the same? Well, remote tends to be that people are offsite and they, they do come into the office at times. Hybrid often means people don't. They're, perhaps you have someone in Maryland and someone in California and someone in Texas and your headquarters maybe in St. Louis. And there's not an office necessarily there. And then you can have fully distanced, meaning nobody comes into any headquarters at all. So having a plan and understanding the terminology and people can certainly use terminology that's different than what I use. It's telework in some cases. You know that I encourage people not to say work from home and that hashtag WFH because that brings home into the work environment and we can start to resent the idea of of a business imposing in our home or our house. Great points. Moving forward, I love that. I'm going to incorporate that into my language and time is always well spent when it's on our team members. So, and communication is so key. A lot of people I've heard have concerns about going back to a traditional setting. And you talk a lot about how to be the best you. What are some of the things that we can do to prepare ourselves and our family and then manage that stress that might come with this change? Well, managing ourselves and managing our families are to be number one over work. And I don't mean that in spite of work or to to let your work go to the wayside. When we are our best, we can perform our best personally and professionally. So the idea of, oh my gosh, I have to scramble and get back 
quote unquote, to the office is something that is a mindset. And so from the employer and organizational perspective, it's to give enough time to people to know when that's going to be. And it may seem like two weeks or a month is a long time when in fact we've had 15 to 16 months of what I call the 15 to 16 month year of COVID-19, then one month can seem like short notice. And I don't mean this lightly, I'm not being silly. Some people have had major changes in their lifestyle. And so going into an office environment requires perhaps a commute that they haven't been used to, dressing in a way that, I mean, you know, my approach is be video ready at all times. And most people don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that. So people are changing what they're wearing and changing the fact that they get children to school or elderly parents, how they're caring for them. And it's not to coddle. I get asked this a lot. It's all about being considerate, being empathetic, and being a kind leader when you look at moving forward to say, considering you've been in this environment and thank you for making this work for the last X number of months on July 1st or whatever date it is, we will be moving forward with the following plan. And you want to have a remote work or hybrid or fully distance. You wanna have policies for that in place so that people don't feel like it's restrictive they feel free to know what does and doesn't work in the environment moving ahead. And again, communication. I love your 15 to 16 year COVID, yeah, month, year. I've always wondered how to say that. And that that is perfect. So what if you're an employer? What is your first step to take to help our team? And you use the word, you know, we don't want to coddle. We want to lead with kindness and empathy. But what are some of the things even you know, inside the on-site setting as far as, you know, the, the desk space or, you know, many people were even isolated for the last 15 to 16 months. And now, you know, you're, you're back to, you know, 200 people in a building. What are some yeah. of the things they can do to help us? Well, certainly something important to do is to survey people in a very short survey because we don't want it to feel like it's a ton of work or effort to share how we feel and think about the environment. And feelings and thoughts are different. So ask those questions and then respect them moving forward to address them. Have a meditation or a quiet space. Some places had a lactation room before, some people didn't. Uh, it doesn't mean they're one and the same. It's, it's an idea that's somewhat similar. Have a space where people can go that's a quiet space. Some car dealerships even have them for their, their customers who are waiting for repairs. So how is it that we find that foreign in our work environment? Also, remind people to kindly not schedule meetings back to back to back to back to back. Encourage meetings that run, say, 20 minutes instead of a half an hour, and then have the room space for a half an hour so that people can be social if they want. At the beginning, you leave time for people to catch up. You also want to have, it's really good if you're, if you're in an environment where people are choosing remote work days, let's say, and so they're coming in sometimes, that one, one day of the week, everybody's there. Perhaps you have one day of the week where there are no 
meetings or there are no internal meetings really. And the reason I'm saying some of these things is that people can adjust then. We've had some cha big challenges during COVID and through those challenges, some positive things have come such as people realizing about meeting fatigue. Now that's existed probably as long as the word meeting has been around and yet now people feel it. You also want to let people know, I encourage, I do a lot of consulting right now about this, to have three phases, to have first that we're having a test and we're testing how this works for 90 days or, or six months. Then we're going to pilot the program that we learned from the test. And then we're going to move to the full policy or full culture that is remote work or hybrid or, or fully distanced or telecommute, whatever words you choose, because then nobody says, oh, this is how it is forever. And then you're not backtracking either. You say, we're gonna do a 90 day test or a, or a 180 day test. Then we're going to pilot based on what we learned and then we're going to roll out. So you may be looking at allowing people to, to go through this for a year. Measurements, have clear measurements on how people are doing. Some people got more productive out of the challenge. Some people felt distracted and have clear measurements for what works and what doesn't work. That's the other reason you don't use home because somebody says, oh, Debbie's at home working so she can handle it. Well, that's not fair. It's that Debbie's remote, she's good at this, let's have her do it. So it's, it's not to be that, oh, she doesn't have a commute so pile more on her, no. I like the measurements. And I've heard a few times like the meeting free Mondays have come yeah. up for that fatigue, which you know you are so right, have been going on for years and years. And off the clock, that's something that I hadn't heard. So the, the 20 minute meetings, I will absolutely incorporate that right away. And you know, we have a lactation space, so why not a meditation space? Right. Or even a quiet space. If you don't want to call it meditation, you have we have people with all different beliefs, outlooks, tolerance levels. And if they can go into a safe space that that is truly, you can't set anything up. It's just a safe, quiet space. That also gives people an, an idea in their minds that they know that, that it's available. They might not use it. They know it's there. And something I didn't mention that I have a fair number of clients doing is offering positive movement reinforcement. You know, I talk about know thyself and there are four aspects. So it's your rest, your, your nutrition, your movement, and your mindset. Well, on that movement aspect, some of the organizations who I'm fortunate to work with are buying Fitbits or offering an X amount toward an Apple watch or Samsung watch. And there's a tracking, not of weight, but of steps and movement so that there's a positive reinforcement on, we don't want to sit because when we move our bodies, we tend to move our minds. Love that. I can see a contest in our workspace coming up immediately. Okay, lastly, so consider this. So we're back in the traditional office setting. How do we set boundaries to protect some of these new habits that have provided a lot more life balance for many of us? Well, protecting yourself from the, the overwrought of conversations, meetings, time, in effect, feeling like it gets away from you is 
to keep the word busy out of your vocabulary so you're not busy and don't say I can't. That's so funny, right? Re resist saying I can't. Instead, say to someone, it's a full day on Tuesday. How does Wednesday from 11 to 11.30 look? And set in times for your meetings. Ask people for a half an hour instead of an hour. Take your lunchtime to in schedule two 15-minute or 30-minute blocked times every single day for yourself. So that could mean you go walk around the building. That may mean that's your lunch. That could be that you go in that meditation room. Perhaps you listen to a podcast like ours. Of course, you could listen to a couple of ours in a half an hour, likely. Schedule that time and hold it true. Schedule your movement if that's exercise in, in the traditional way or if it's, if it's stretching. Be be focused on the fact that if you are not your best you, you are not the best at work, you're not the best at home, you don't do the best for your the company. So it's to benefit yourself, to serve yourself well, and not in a self-centered way, in a selfish way that means you take care of yourself. Spanish busy. I mean, we've said that for many years, and that is such a great reminder. Thank you so much, Debbie, for your insight on this timely topic. I know you've coached me on this and I've seen some packages in your daily tips that you do. What are some of the ways our listeners can seek guidance from you on this? Can you help us there? Absolutely. If there's an individual who is transitioning for my entire nearly 15 years of my practice, all of my efforts with them are at half of the traditional investment because if you're transitioning from from an environment or workplace that say you left a job, you were laid off, you've had a loss, a major change in your life. If it's a true, true transition, then I've consistently offered that. If you are in a position where you're moving from remote to the office, that's a little different, but I do have what I call know thyself. So that's four sessions in a month. So it packs it in to make sure that you are keeping that together with some accountability calls for $1,000. People can also readily get accountability check-ins, which is a wonderful way to transition. And then organizations on that consulting, if you're looking at the remote hybrid fully distance, that's a, I've got wonderful packages for that because it's so important that week over week or every other week, there's this opportunity to engage in what's happening. So everything from the surveys to the discussions to the policies and implementation are a lot of productive fun for me to get to do. Well, thank you, Debbie. You have helped me tremendously. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. You can follow Debbie and me on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass. Me on Instagram at the Stay at Work Mom. And Debbie Lumberg is Debbie Lumberg everywhere. If you liked what you heard, please download more and subscribe for future updates and podcasts and rate us five stars if you would. We are committed to providing you with five-star guests and inspiration. We appreciate you spending time with us on the podcast for successful people, embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.